0: Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Taubel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC-AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340, KROC-AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tauble is with us, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna.
2: Good morning, Andy.
1: Last week, I still laugh when I say this, non-fungible tokens was the topic. (laughs) Yes. What are we going to tackle this week on Good Money Moves?
2: Yeah, so over the last couple of months, we've had a couple episodes where we talked about buying cars, about fixing cars, whether or not you should fix it or buy it. Um, so I kind of wanted to continue that conversation today, um, but I wanted to bring in a new perspective on this. And so we have with us Heather from South Point Motors. Um, she's gonna be our expert on car repairs today. She is a service writer in their repair department um, and I, she has probably seen every issue a vehicle can have at some point or another or in some form. So uh, we've invited her to join us today to kind of share some insights on what kind of regular maintenance you should be budgeting for, you know, what repairs are even necessary, what might be not be worth repairing, um, just to kind of help people figure out, you know, what what could they maybe save some time, money, and frustration on just by having a little bit of uh, better knowledge around
1: car cars. Excellent.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, makes sense. Well, Heather, maybe we should do some introductions at this point. <laughs> maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the automotive automotive industry.
3: Well, I kind of fell into the automotive industry by accident. Um, I actually went to RCTC in their um, retail merchandising and store management program. I worked at the mall for about seventy. 70- in different stores. Uh, when I decided I didn't want to be a mall rat anymore, I um, had a friend who recommended that I try out uh, Rochester Motor Cars, Rochester Ford, Rochester Toyota, um, not so much because of the cars, but because of their full loss, how they philosophy they had there and and how they did business and so I started out by selling cars that didn't really work for me and so I ended up down in the service department I I love helping customers and solving problems Um, so it was a perfect fit for me so I was with Rochester Ford for about 10 years uh, helped open their Ford quick lane at that location helped open the uh, Rochester service on second location um, and then went to Toyota and I managed their express maintenance department at Toyota So I was with them for about 20 years, and now for the past two years, I've been at South Point Auto Care as their service advisor, and it was a a great change of pace for me after being in the dealership world, going into an independent shop. So loving every minute of it. Um, I'm married, and I have uh, two boys, uh, grown men, (laughs) and I love, love, love riding my motorcycle. I have two Harleys that I'm very proud of. I've been going to Sturgis since 2008.
1: Oh, fantastic. A lot of experience in the field, that's for sure.
2: Well, awesome. Heather, can you tell us, um, you know, what should a person know when it comes to setting aside money for regular maintenance costs? And, you know, why is it really important to do that when it comes to taking care of your vehicle?
3: Sure. So I highly, highly, highly recommend doing your regular oil changes. You know, oil change is the cheapest insurance you can buy for your vehicle. Um, Typical vehicles nowadays, you know, they all vary, of course, but the typical vehicle recommends oil change every 5,000 miles. I also recommend doing a tire rotation at that same time. Um, Doing that tire rotation with the oil change, you're getting that even wear on your tires. Uh, They should also be doing an inspection during that oil change. So with that rotate, they're pulling the wheels and they're doing a brake inspection as well. You know, so important to keep up on the health of those brakes. Um, One thing that can happen with brakes is if you go too long and let those pads get too thin, then you're hyperextending those pistons in your calipers. And not only are you replacing pads and rotors, but you're replacing calipers then too. So always a good idea to keep on top of that. Uh, recommend doing uh, tire balance and alignment at least once a year. You know, great way to check up on your suspension. Make sure your suspension's healthy. Um, of course, if you let uh, shocks go too long, they're going to put stress on other suspension parts, which is going to you know cause um, repairs that could have been prevented. Uh, Another thing I recommend is getting those spark plugs changed. And again, this varies per vehicle. Typically, I'd say spark plugs are changed between 90 and 120,000 miles. You know, we get a lot of customers that come in with check engine lights. Those check engine lights are sometimes caused by a misfire from a bad spark plug, could have been prevented by changing out those spark plugs at the the regular interval. Again, going back to doing those regular oil changes, you know, I've seen vehicles where you know oil hasn't been changed for 20,000 miles. It's complete sludge. You're replacing an engine. You know that could have been prevented. Uh, sometimes oil will get too low in a vehicle. It'll put stress on the timing chains. So then you know replacing timing chains that can cost several thousand dollars. So that's definitely something that could be prevented by just doing those regular oil changes and making sure that you get that inspection in there.
1: Isn't that amazing? Change your oil on a regular basis and it can make a vehicle last a long, long time. Some things never change. Um, yeah. The other things you mentioned, too, about you know the tire rotation and checking the brakes. My grandfather used to always say the two most important safety features in the car, tires and brakes. All the other fancy doodads you have out there, as far as automatic braking and all that, that's all well and good. But the things that are really going to save your lives are... Those tires being in good shape and your brakes actually working. So fantastic advice. Um, A lot of also what you brought up, Heather, were um, ways to avoid much more costly repairs down the road. (laughs) And I imagine it's extraordinarily important not to put off the things that you might discover during those inspections. Can you maybe clue us in on maybe prioritizing which types of fixes are those worth pursuing and maybe those perhaps we could delay or put off?
3: Sure, so... You want to go to a repair facility that you trust that will help you prioritize. And, and of course, yes, those safety items are your priorities, your brakes, your tires, just like you're saying, the tie rod ends, you know, things that could cause you to be in an accident, you know, if they were to fail while you were driving, um, things that you could put off, Um, you know, I get customers come in and they're like, hey, there's a clunk in the front end of my vehicle. And it turns out it's just a sway bar link. Um, I always tell customers sway bar links are kind of more annoying than anything and something that you could definitely put off until you've got it in your budget to replace.
1: Are there any times where you run into a situation where perhaps it's a vehicle that has an issue and you say, yeah, you know what, Maybe this is time to say goodbye to this vehicle. How do, you, how do you kind of judge that situation?
3: Sure, it varies per vehicle, obviously. But um, things that I've run into where it's like, let's call it quits. Um, you know, we've got a lot of salt and sand on these roads here in Minnesota which causes a lot of corrosion to these frames. You know, we, we do get vehicles in that there is just too much corrosion, perforation. The frame is kind of starting to disintegrate. That is when you just kind of have to, to call it quits because sometimes those frames are just to the point where they cannot be fixed. Um, other times are just, you know, total neglect where there hasn't been any maintenance done to the vehicle and the laundry list is just too huge, um, exceeds the cost of the, you know, the, the value of the vehicle. Um, yeah, and other times you just want to take a look at is a salvage title, too. That's kind of where you're to the point where it's going to be harder to resell. You know, let's give it up.
1: <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, these vehicles today have... Uh- unbelievably sophisticated electronics in them and some of the electronics run luxury aspects of the vehicles (laughs) do you ever do you ever uh does you ever run into the situation where you say yeah you know it's going to cost this much to repair the heater and the seat or whatever it may be um that's up to you Uh, do you run into those kind of situations
3: Oh, absolutely, Uh, all the time. Um, You know, there's these auto-leveling headlights. You know, I think that's the biggest one that I get customers (laughs) where, you know, it's a little sensor in the back of the vehicle. And, you know, if there's too much corrosion or whatever, it breaks. And, and yes, it's very, very costly to replace that cute little sensor. Um, But, yeah, I get a lot of customers that are like, ah, forget it. I'll just (laughs) have regular headlights at this point.
2: Uh Yeah. So, you know, and I think um, it's interesting, some of the things that you've brought up so far, I know that just personally I've run into um, situations like that before. So, you know, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit and say that I, as a young dumb teenager, blew out an engine in a vehicle for not getting the oil change. So, you know, it's, yeah, ouch, yeah, my parents were not happy with me in that moment. But lesson learned right now, I know the importance of, of that regular maintenance that you were talking about. And, and I like how you mentioned earlier that it's kind of like the cheapest insurance you can buy for your vehicle really is getting that oil change and doing that regular maintenance. Um, and then you mentioned too, finding that right mechanic to help you prioritize those different repairs that need to happen. You know, I've certainly been to mechanics myself for different vehicles where they kind of are really pushing you to repair all of these things all at once and kind of pressuring you. And I've been to others where they're like, well, you couldn't fix this and this is the outcome. And they really talk you through why the repair is needed, what it's really gonna net you to help you make an informed decision. So. I think it is really important to kind of take the time to understand the, the maintenance, the need over want when it comes to repairs and really what that's going to net you and finding that mechanic that you can trust. So I really appreciate you bringing that up, Heather, because I think that's really important. Um, you know, if, if you're feeling pressured to make repairs to a vehicle, you might want to just shop around a little bit and have somebody else take a look at it as well. Something right. we kind of talked about in our episode previously. Um, All right,
1: um, Jenna, why don't we take a break here real quick? Yeah. And we can uh, come back and we'll continue our discussions about automotive repairs, paying for them specifically and budgeting for them on Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Here at True. And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna, I interrupted you. I think you were about to ask a question before we took the break.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So a question I have for you, Heather, is, you know, people are... With cars being a little bit, the inventory being short and prices being expensive on both used and new vehicles, you know, people are really kind of buying whatever matches their budget if repairing a vehicle is out of the question. Um, what do you think people need to think about when they are picking out a used car? Like, what tips would you have for somebody who's in that situation where they maybe weren't planning to buy a vehicle, but due to repairs on an existing vehicle, they kind of are forced into that? That situation right now what would be some good tips you would have
3: you bet so first off you want to have that vehicle inspected by either a neutral shop or you know somebody who is automotively um, inclined and so you want to pick that shop or person out first so that when you are shopping for vehicles and you are ready to have something inspected you already have that shopper person in your back pocket so you can quickly get that vehicle inspected to determine if you want to purchase it or not. Um, I think that's just so important, getting it up on a hoist and really checking it over, having somebody test drive it for you that is mechanically inclined. Um, also, you know, checking Carfaxes. A lot of dealerships have car faxes available for you to check out. So you can check out the vehicle's history. And when you're looking at the history, look for that regular maintenance. What did they do? The regular oil changes, the regular, you know, brake inspections, um, fluid flushes, spark plugs, that sort of thing. Um, also, when you go to actual dealers, whether it be, you know, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, um, a lot of times if you give them the VIN number, they can give you a national service history. So even if the um, work wasn't done at that particular dealership, they'll be able to tell you, you know, what work was done at any of those dealerships in the United States. Um, so I think that's great to check out the national service history. And again, check for those salvage titles.
2: Yeah. All right. So it, oh, go ahead, John. Yeah. Is that like um, like the Carfax, Carfax type reports that they give? Is that kind of what that is when they give you that? That's that national like service
3: Wrap sheet on your vehicle essentially you bet, got keep in mind that not every shop reports to carfax you don't have to legally report to carfax so not not everything makes it onto that report mm-hmm. so keep that in mind
2: good
1: to know okay how about new vehicles any advice for us if a person makes the uh, you know the decision to take the plunge is it all what it's cracked up to be to get that brand new vehicle smell
3: Sure. You know, there's a lot of pros to buying a brand new vehicle. You get that bumper to bumper warranty. A lot of these brand new vehicles come with a maintenance package where you may not have to pay for any maintenance for the first two years. Um, And there's also very low maintenance costs. With these newer vehicles, uh, a lot of the newer vehicles, a lot of things are electronic on them. So you don't have power steering fluid because they're, you know, they're, it's an electronic steering system. Um, the transmissions are sealed. You don't have to service the transmission fluid. Um some of the cons, of course, is the depreciation in a typical market. You know, the second you drive the vehicle off the shore and floor, it loses its value. Right now, we're actually in a kind of a different economy where that's not the case. Um, so if having a car loan is something that's in your budget and you're comfortable with, and you don't want those repair costs, uh, it's not a bad idea. Um uh, also, leasing a vehicle is a great way to keep that monthly payment down. But keep in mind with leasing that a lot of those leases come with mileage restrictions. So you just have to keep in mind, are you the type of person that can stay under those mileage restrictions?
1: So it is always about setting up your budget then, what you can afford and um Go from there, when you mentioned some of the things with these new vehicles, I'll be honest, when you say there's a sealed transmission, I'm going, okay, that means if something goes wrong, I got to replace the whole transmission. But um, I guess when I go in for repairs, maybe, Jenna, you want to ask this question.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, when you go in... And for a repair, or just to get a quote on something, what really should people be on the lookout for that would kind of indicate that they're maybe not getting a fair estimate? like how how can somebody kind of quickly assess what they're looking at? And like what are the tips for like avoiding paying overpaying on a repair?
3: Uh, number one, I think, you know, when you go into a shop and they give you that laundry list of everything that's wrong with your vehicle and, and like you were kind of saying before, you know, pushing that laundry list and maybe even ignoring or downplaying that initial concern that you came in with, um, I always stress you know, going to a shop that has that digital inspection with the pictures that can either be sent to your email or sent to your phone, where you can actually see your particular vehicle and see what the issues are with it. Um, if you're not in a position where you can utilize something like that, you know, if you're waiting at the repair facility, ask to go physically look at your vehicle, show me the brakes, show me the tires, show me that serpentine belt that you're talking about. Um, if in, but if you are you know, at work, like most of us are, asking to see those pictures, and if it's not a shop that provides pictures, just, you know, can you take a picture with your phone and send it to me? Um, but, and you also wanna make sure that you go to somebody who will help you prioritize and not push that laundry list. Um, and also just when you're looking at the estimate, making sure that it is broken down and estimated or um, broken down into parts labor tax, that sort of thing and not just kind of a, a
1: lump sum of what you would owe. Perfect. So we haven't talked about auto body repairs. We've talked a lot about the mechanics of a, a vehicle. In your experience, Heather, what what kind of auto body repairs are needed to actually ensure the integrity of the vehicle itself and make sure it won't affect the performance? And uh, I guess what what is the cost on body repairs compared to the other drivetrain, and maintenance repair work what we've been talking about?
3: So unfortunately, I've never worked in the body shop end of it, even though I was at a big dealership that had a body shop. I didn't get to work in that department, so I don't have a lot of experience. Um, but I do want to touch upon something that I talked about in before, and that is that whole rust and corrosion thing. I think the mo- um, more rust-proofing you can do to your car up here in Minnesota to help prevent these items from rusting and perforating is a great idea. So strongly recommend any rust proofing that you can do, um, keeping your vehicle clean, washing off that salt and sand, doing those undercarriage washes. Um, So body shop repairs are actually a little bit less expensive than a mechanical repair. Um, Insurance companies have helped us keep those (laughs) costs down uh, because of course your insurance companies would only pay so much for auto body repairs. Uh, So sometimes those can be less expensive, but not needed because a lot of times it is just a, a cosmetic thing that's going on with your vehicle.
1: Sure. Well, we have taken another break already. We'll do that really quick and we'll return With more of Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Work, the kids' practices, household errands, seems... And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking about automotive repairs, the cost of automotive repairs and all issues related to that. Uh, Jenna, you want to take away the next
2: question? Yeah, so my my next question for you, Heather, is around like the cost and availability of parts, and really how that impacts the turnaround time for people on specific repairs. Like, how would you or how do you really help people, or how can people maybe help themselves with this issue if they do need a quicker turnaround time um, on a on a repair than what the dealership or, or the Repair shop can really provide maybe because they are waiting on the availability of a part.
3: Parts availability, you're right, has become a huge issue like I have never seen before in my 22 years of of working in automotive. Um, Definitely having several sources. I know here at South Point Auto Care, we have eight to 10 different warehouses here in town that we can get parts from. So just have as many sources as you possibly can. Um, Now, what you can do as a consumer you know, with parts is just trust your repair facility that they are going to get the right part from you, that they have enough sources to be able to get them. Um, I just have a recent story about a customer that needed a starter in their vehicle. And so he went out and got his own starter and brought it to us, which we typically don't do. Um, we installed that starter for him. The starter ended up being defective. So we ended up getting it from a starter from a source that we trust Installed the new starter for him, and it worked. But and now he had to wait longer for his vehicle to be repaired because we had to install a starter twice, and then he had to take the time to return his defective starter that didn't work. Um, so that wasted more time for this customer. Uh, also, when you bring your own parts into a dealer into a repair facility, sometimes they don't even allow you to do it. And if they do use your part, then there will be no warranty on the labor that they do. So you want to keep that in mind.
1: That is a big part of the decision right there, that warranty issue.
3: Yes, definitely. Great info.
1: Well, I guess the last thing I have for you, Heather, is we talked a little bit about this earlier, about making that decision. I've been driving this vehicle for this long. It's been such a great vehicle. Um, And, you know, something significant happened, timing chain, whatever it may be how do i how do I make that evaluation? Do you have any advice on that uh, as to where where I draw the line on it's time to stop repairing this one and get a different vehicle?
3: Obviously, you know, looking up the vehicle on Kelly Blue Book and seeing what its value is and are you exceeding the value of the vehicle? Um, also, you know, like you said, those timing chains went out, which is a big repair are there other big repairs needed on that vehicle? Along with that, do you also need you know, front suspension work? Do you need brakes? Do you need tires? Uh, how long is that list and, and what is that total getting to be? What is your comfort level? And then also kind of looking around and what are the costs of the, the newer used vehicles that are out there? Um, another thing again is just that frame rusting out and not being repairable and, and not safe anymore. Uh, I would definitely say that's kind of a time to, to call it quits.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's the obvious one. Uh, Is that something that in your shop you can help a person with that? Okay, you you know, you've got a 14-year-old Toyota or whatever it may be, and we're going to, you know, replace that timing chain. And that may be well worth it because these things will run forever. Um, But can you also look at the vehicle and say, in, you know, six months, you might be looking at this, 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 and this that will put that price tag to the point where it's just not worth it anymore.
3: Oh, definitely. I've definitely had that conversation with customers before where we really have to to break it down, you're right, and look at future things that could be going out. You know, maybe your rack and pinion is starting to leak, but you're right, you're going to need that rack and pinion in six months, and that's another $2,000. Um, so, yes, I have definitely sat down and, and had those those tough conversations with customers as to what direction they're going to go.
1: Well, fantastic information, Heather. I really appreciate your time with us.
3: Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it.
1: And as always, if we had additional time, we could go on and on and on. But Jenna, I guess I throw it at you this point, and maybe you can guide us to some resources we could look at if you're facing that decision about whether or not to keep the car and repair it or pursue a new vehicle or budgeting for the repairs that we talked about, budgeting for that basic maintenance, that's probably the key to all of this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As always, I really encourage our listeners to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. You can get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week on our blog. We've covered um, topics about Affording a new vehicle, what to look for in a used vehicle, um, you know, fix it or buy it situation. We covered that in a recent podcast episode we did. You can go back and listen to that at FirstAllianceCU.com slash podcast or on KROCnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, And if you love this show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast casting platform. We would really appreciate it. Um, And of course, if you have a financial topic or question you'd like to hear us cover um, and dig into on good money moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. You know, if you're in a situation where you need to fix your vehicle, but you can't afford it, or you're trying to figure out if you can afford to buy a new vehicle, our team is here to help you kind of crunch some numbers and figure out what you can and can't afford based on your current budget situation. So they're really here to help you start making good money moves today.
1: And of course, First Alliance Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Thank you, Heather, and thank you, Jenna. And Jenna will talk to you yes, and we'll talk to you next week, Jenna, with another episode of Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and ninety-six nine The News Talk 1340,
0: KROC AM and ninety-six.